And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. And if you would turn your Bibles to the book of Acts, amen, Acts chapter 8. Now, last week, we looked at three types of baptism mentioned in the scripture as it relates to being born again. For that matter, the doctrine of baptisms is mentioned in the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Can you go to Hebrews chapter 6? I entitled our discussion this morning, The Doctrine of Learning of Hands and Transformation. Glory be to Jesus. And, and, and hopefully, since I will have time to talk a little bit about the doctrine of transformation. But that as you go through the Bible, as we unpack every verse line upon line precept upon precept there are certain doctrines and when i say doctrines i'm referring to teachings another word for doctrine is teaching so as you go through the bible you'll see certain different types of teachings amen that we need to unpack last week we came across a baptism there is a doctrine called the doctrine of baptism hebrews chapter 6 verse 2 now listen let's read from verse 1 verse 1 says can you go back to verse 1, sorry? Therefore, when you see therefore, therefore, you need to ask why the therefore is therefore. Therefore, so even if there is a one in front of therefore, amen, it doesn't mean that's the beginning of the thought that's been communicated by the Holy Spirit. For that matter, the divisions of the Bible came between the 12 and 1400s. Men did that. There is one central thought communicated by the Holy Spirit. But for purposes of, of finding the scripture and for memorization, men, thank God, holy men of God, praise the Lord, they came with the idea of section in the Bible. Is that all right? That's okay. Because now we can go. So the therefore is not, that's not the start. This is a thought carried over from chapter 5. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, amen, let us go on to what? Maturity. Since how many of you agree, how many of you would agree in these days, we need to move on to perfection. That word perfection in the Greek means maturity. We need to move on to maturity. Sometimes it's not even maturity, it's called common sense. Sometimes we Christians seem to think we live in a bubble. No, we live in two different realms. There is the spirit realm and there's the natural realm. And what you do in this natural realm impacts what happened in the spirit realm. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Don't you separate both realms? You are both spirit and flesh. And so what the actions you and I take here, they affect our spiritual dispositions. Since we need to get mature. Especially in these days. We need to be alert. And so he says, there are some things we need to leave. We need to leave the principles, the elementary principles, the elementary teachings of Christ. Let us go on to what? Maturity. And he began to lay the <laughs> elementary principles we need to move from what they are he says can not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works 
That is one teaching. Repentance from dead works. He said we need to move away from that. We need to move away because this is an elementary principle. An elementary teaching. He spoke here. He's listing the elementary teaching. Another baby teaching. Can I say baby is the same as elementary? It says faith toward God is an elementary teaching. Well, let me. it should be. The Holy Ghost is calling it an elementary teaching. But for the majority of us Christians, we haven't grasped faith toward God. Notice how it's placed. There is faith toward God. It is not your faith and my faith doing what we want with it anyhow, anywhere, anytime. How many of you have heard sin said, well, it's my faith? No. 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 <laughs> You and I, we have nothing that, was, that wasn't given to us. It is faith toward God. Or faith in God. Another way of putting it. It is faith where? In God. It is not faith in our own abilities. The Bible calls faith in God an elementary principle. Baby, Christianity. He moves on. He's laying another one. The, the next one is, we dealt with it last week. The doctrines of baptisms. We mentioned three, baptism in water, baptism into the body of Christ, and baptism into the Holy Spirit. That's the doctrine of baptisms. Uh-huh, we dealt with that last week. There is another one we're going to look at today because of the story we are going through in the New Testament. He talks about the, doc the doctrine of uh, uh, um, resurrection from the dead. That's the doctrine, that's the teaching. Christians don't die, we graduate. <laughs> The Bible, only, the Bible will not refer to Christians as being dead. We just fall asleep. <laughs> Amen. That's why Paul told the saints in, in Thessalonica. He said, don't you grieve like unbelievers grieve. Because it's not goodbye forever. It is see you later. No, he didn't say don't grieve. He just, said, he just said, don't grieve as those who have no hope. Hey, you sometimes, you got to grieve. I said, we live in two worlds. You grieve, get healed, and move forward. Mm -hmm. He's, and, and then he said, this is the one we're going to look at today. The doctrine of laying on of hands. The doctrine of laying on of hands. God ordained laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you what Simon saw something when the apostles laid hands. God ordained laying on of hands to transfer power and authority. I'll show you when Moses asked Joshua to replace him. He told Moses, get Joshua, bring him before the congregation. He said, take some of your honor and put on him. How do you do that? You'll see in a while. He said, lay hands. The doctrine of the laying of hands. That's how you transfer authority in church leadership. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, glory be to God. So we're going to look at that and hopefully we'll deal with that today. If God allows, and then we'll start with the doctrine of transformation. 
Uh, because that's where we need to get. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I'm going to show you what happened to Simon. Or oh, not only Simon, Simon is an exhibit of all of, all of those Christians. All of us Christians, let me not say all those Christians here. Be, bear with me, sis. Bear with me. Might God have said to me, your teaching, when you teach, it has to be like you are in it also. It's not they and you. Are you with me? So he is an exhibit of all of us Christians who got saved on the spark. Are you gonna, just saved on park. Never intentionally pursue transformation. The same way we think before we got saved, we think the same way. Sometimes the last place we go to for help is from God. That's typical of a mind that's not transformed. Are you with me, saints? Oh, God, I'm going to show you how people who are, how those of us who do not pursue transformation, how we behave, how we react. The most powerful thing you can do as a believer is to pursue transformation, to pursue Christ-likeness. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul prayed for the saints in Galatia. He, prayed, he said, I travail in prayer that you be conformed. God, I give you prayer. You see, it doesn't come easy. It comes with a fight. There's going to be resistance from the enemy. Because the devil is afraid that you and I evolve into little Jesuses. If we do, then his kingdom is in trouble. Uh -huh. So he gets us busy making money. Nothing wrong with that. There's a time. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything. There's a time. Amen. So there's a time to make money, but there's a time to seek God on purpose. There's a time you got to shut down and say, God, I'm coming in. It is you and I. There are some things that need, there are some things only God can reveal to you. He's not going to really re reveal it to you. Come in here every Sunday, every Wednesday. Are you get no? That's good because the Bible ordained that the Bible says in Hebrews ten twenty five, we must not forsake the gathering of ourselves. Uh huh. But God needs one on one. That's when true transformation takes place. One on one. Because then it becomes intentional. Then it becomes personal. Then you're putting effort. You're putting God first. You are looking for the teacher to show up. These are the days where we have to behave like the Berians. Since I am broken and I'm hurt. Okay, so bear with me with my, with my, my, I don't want to say screaming and shouting, but you hear me. I, I'm talking from a heart that's hurt. Because men and women of God who we trust are recounting on what they've taught. Bruising and hurting and spreading confusion in the church. Giving believers. Well, let me, let me not say that. Let me move on. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So, I said one of the most powerful things you can do is to pursue what? Transformation. Mm-hmm. I'll show you in a while what happened to saints, we saints, when we refuse to pursue transformation. But for now, the Bible said that in Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8, the Bible said, when Peter lay hands, can you go to verse 18? When Peter lay hands 
And when Simon saw that through laying on of what? Laying on of the, of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered what? He, what he offered? He offered money. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Right in here, saying, give me also this power. You see how baby Christians behave. Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. How many of you would agree this is a noble desire? I'm just saying, if somebody wants to lay hands on people so that they can receive the Holy Ghost, how many of you agree that this is a good thing? But to offer money for it is just outright childish because nothing God has is for sale. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Nothing God has is for sale. You cannot buy God or buy nothing from God. It's going to cost you something. Yeah, it's going to cost you something, brothers and sisters. Oh, yes, it will. It will. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, well, pastor, you know, I was talking about a course I prepared, and there is a fee to the cost. And he said, well, he said, well, pastor, you know, Christianity is, uh, Christianity is, um, is uh, free, and everything should be free. So I remained quiet, and the Holy Ghost said to me, tell him that God the Father sent his son to die on the cross but naked. Christianity costs something. It costs God the life of his son. Don't you tell me it's free? I told him and he was quiet. You see the mentality we have nowadays is just all messed up. Christianity cost. And growing in Christ, maturing in Christ is going to cost you something. I know some of you, and of course if you're offended, I'm sorry about that, but the little rag you see around Jesus wasn't there when they crucified him. Let me say it again. If you read the real story, the little rag they put around Jesus' waist was not there when they crucified him. It was placed there for courtesy purposes. If you read our, our crucifixion is really done. Amen? And I, sorry if I offend you, but that wasn't my intention. The truth is what I'm after. It cost God his son. The death of his son. I'm not giving EJ for nobody. Let me say it again. I'm not giving my son for anybody. I love you. I like you. But I'm not giving up my son for you. <laughs> flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. No peradventure, I may give myself up for you, but not my son. He's living. God sent his son. Let me put it. Only begotten son. What? Well, well. And that is why sometimes it bothers me and the way I see some of us serve. No, I know the fight is real out there. The, what? the fight is real. But we got to be wise. We got to be what? Wise. wise. We got to know what's happening. We got to know what's happening. Since we are at war. We are at war. There is war on the body. Are you with me? I would just, I, it's, it's amazing. I opened my Bible to read. Uh, I, many of you, you've experienced that. I opened my Bible to read. And while I'm reading, um, I was not sleepy before. I was not sleepy. I was not tired before. But five minutes into reading. And so I got up. I said, devil, in the name of Jesus. I said, body, in the name of Jesus. You shall receive strength. 
You are not sleepy? No, no, no. Sleep disappear. Now somebody might say, well, Pastor, you know, yeah, go right ahead. I know, I'm talk I know what I'm talking about. I know many of you can relate. You can relate, right? It is a war. There is a fight going on. Because he doesn't want, the only thing the devil is afraid of is what Jesus told Mary that's needful in Luke 10, 42. He said only one thing is needful. One thing, and that is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his teaching. Jesus is the word. <laughs> one thing is needful, reading and depositing the seed of God word in your heart. One thing, how many things are needful? And that is why the devil tries his best. Amen. To distract us from studying and reading God's word. Always busy. Amen. I have so much to talk to you about this morning. But we see, but we see Simon. Amen. Just got saved the baby Christian. He saw something through the doctrine of the laying of hands. Mm -hmm. He saw something was transferred. Anytime you lay hands. Now there are two reasons why God gave us laying of hands. One is to transfer authority. Amen. Within church leadership. The other, the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 16 verse 15. He said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall. Amen. Mark chapter 16 verse what? Can you go to verse 16? Sorry, verse 16. Verse 17, sorry. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall what? They shall speak with new tongues in my name. In, in what? In my name. You see, we dealt with what? Speaking in tongues. They, in my name they shall speak with new tongues. New here, new here means, new here is a kainos. It refers, to, it refers to something new that has never existed before. Kainos, that's the Greek word for new. And new always is something that has never existed before. That's the same word new used in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Any man in Christ is a new creature new a creature in christ never existed before because your spirit is now like christ wow that never existed some some individual said well no your spirit was animated no your spirit was dead god got rid of that stuff gave you the spirit of the son of god <laughs> uh, glory be to jesus that's why you are somebody not because of our own doing no it's because of god's favor and grace and mercy so new tongues amen uh-huh. Uh, Mark chapter, I know you. Mark chapter 16, verse 1, verse 17. Thank you for trying to. Amen. I know sometimes I speak fast, so bear with me. Amen. These verses keep running through my mind back and forth. I have to pick and choose. He said, They shall take up serpents. Verse 18, you were correct. They shall take up serpents. Now all that is in Jesus' name. And he said, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall what? There it comes. Lay hands on the, on the sick. On the sick. Now he, now, he said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. If you believe, you can lay hands on the sick. Amen. If you believe. If you really believe. If you are not like one of the sons of Sceva, the high priest. You know, Sceva was a high priest. He had seven sons. They were not believers. They saw Paul laying hands. Amen. Praise the Lord. And they decided to try it because they thought it was a game. And so they came around. Amen. Lay hands. 
And the demon said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. But who are you? <laughs> Look, demons got jokes. <laughs> demon said, I know Paul. He believes. I know Jesus. He is the pioneer of Christianity. But I do not know who are you. <laughs> You've got no power and authority with Jesus. And the Bible said that demon put a beating on them. They all end up in the emergency room. <laughs> broken bones, broken jaws, tooth on life support. Are you with me? <laughs> so... <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. How many of you just love the Bible? The Holy Spirit is <laughs> He hides nothing. He just right he, he moved on the men and women of God, just moved on them and let them just write the account. He just write the account. Amen. Don't hide anything. Just write it. Very transparent. Nothing to hide. Amen. It's all right there. And so let's go to the Old Testament and see an example of how God used, how God used laying on of hands to transfer authority. And since I'm telling you that because whenever hands are laid, something is transferred, whether or not you see it. Let me tell you, because God has ordained this particular teaching. The Bible says here, let's go to, uh, can we go to Numbers chapter 27? Let's look at verse 18. To 20 and then we'll jump over to verse 23. Moses reached to the point where he got tired of leading God's people. And he said, God, I need you to name a successor. Mm -hmm. And God said, well, your successor, he has to go to a seminary. He must have a, a degree in the study of God and undergrad and maybe a PhD or master's in theology and so on. <laughs> No, no, God, God didn't say that. Because, the, because what we have nowadays, since you hear me very carefully, what we have nowadays is, and, and when I'm here, I disrespect nobody. I just try to tell the truth. We have too many people with book knowledge and not experiential knowledge. Like the professors in business school, many of them have book knowledge. No, they've never studied a business, but they're at university teaching business. Are you with me? Book knowledge, no experiential knowledge. God didn't want anybody like that. He wants somebody with experience. Somebody who's been through the school of hard knocks. Somebody who's been knocked down seven times and got up again to fight the good fight of faith. That's what he's looking for. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. And he said, I know such a person. Oh, glory. I feel the presence of God. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? We need people who will hang in there with God. Don't say the wrong things. Even when it looks like it's black and dark and doom. Oh, glory be to God. People who understand the process of growth. When a seed is placed in the soil, it is dark. It is gloomy. It is alone. It's in dark soil. But that is where Kabasandobo. <laughs> oh God, we give you praise. Don't you worry, it may be dark, 
It might be gloomy, gloomy, but the pictures are developed. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. That's why you have good pic pictures that develop where it's dark. No light. But it comes out beautiful. Hallelujah. You got to understand the processes in this life. Are you, are you, we got to, and most times we allow emotions. The devil knows that human beings are emotional creatures. He knows that because he went to God and he tell God, what you need to do is let me touch Job. And he said, when I touch Job, he'll be crying for his mama. That's my interpretation. He said, Job will turn to your face and curse you. Just let me touch him. Let me mess with his emotions. Yeah, he said, let me mess with his mind a bit. Let me play with Job. And he will turn around. The devil is still betting to do that with some Christians today. Just give me, give me Tory for five minutes. Let me mess with his mind. He's still doing that today. Still doing that today. And Christians are still falling for the same old tricks. Instead, we rise up and talk to yourself and declare who you are. I'm a child of God. May I tell you, I'm Glory be to God. This is not a trick. This is not a joke. We all go through emotions. That's right. We all go through. And every time you go through an emotion, think of what's going on. It is a thought you've entertained. It's always a thought. Emotion just don't jump on you like that. The devil has to channel his way into your body through a thought. An old bad thought of what he's trying to do is get you by yourself so he can conquer you. His goal is still to divide and conquer. And even get to the belief while all those Christians against you, uh -huh. your own blood, but brothers and sisters against you. What do you have like that there against you? That's what a preacher said to me years ago. Uh -huh. I was, I was, you know, I was me and win my way through life. And he said, Who you think you are, Emmanuel? You know, we need those old preachers back. You know, some people say they were mean, and no, they were they were direct, they helped us. Today you cannot, today I cannot dare speak to some Christians the way these old preachers talk to me. Oh no. Some of us Christians today, we carry our feelings on our shoulders. And they can even take a little correction. Oh, you should grow, you should grow up with these old Pentecostal preachers. These preachers who've been around for a long time and they're just tired of failing and they failed and begged people over and over and they realized God still turned out for them. Now they don't care. Uh -huh. They believe God and they'll tell you the truth and keep trucking right along. They won't, even, they won't even tell the truth in love. They'll wait for me to come tell it to you in love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> glory be to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so Moses yes Moses got tired and he told God I need a replacement and God said to him take you Joshua the son of Nun you remember Joshua was the one who came against he was the one of the ten, 12 spies he was one of the two who came up with a good report 
He came up with a what? You see the kind of people God choose to lead? Those who speak good report. Good report are those who speak God's word. It doesn't matter how dark it is. <laughs> Amen. Because God is looking. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, God looks at the heart. Amen. God knows what's going on in the heart. God doesn't look like men. No, no. Men look at the outward appearance. God goes way in. Where things happen for real. <laughs> Down into the heart. Yes. Where the action is. Where you and I can't see. Where decisions are made. Where the war is won or lost. <laughs> where decisions are made. That's why you make decisions. I will. And that's it. Oh I, oh, I won't. And God said, this is a man who has made up his mind. Amen. Come what may. Praise the Lord. He'll still glorify me. That's why Joshua said to the Israelites, he said, as for me <laughs> and my house. No, he said, you all can do whatever you want to. I have, I have you, you've seen God. This, Joshua said, you've seen me. Spoke to the son. You know. <laughs> You, you, a, a man, flesh, under the old covenant. Under the old covenant. He said, son, stand still. And that is not correct scientifically, but God honored it. Because the son is not moving. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. But the man believes in God. And the word of God. And even he made a mistake scientifically, spiritually he was correct. And God told the cosmos, stay. Because a man on earth. Uh, God, I give you praise. <laughs> Ooh, God, we give you praise. Mm-hmm. So God said to him, I need you to take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in, a man in whom what? Is the spirit. A man in whom is the what? The spirit. And what must you do? Lay hands on him. Transfer authority from you to him. And guess what verse 19 says? Verse 19 said, and set him before Elias the priest and before all the congregation and give him a charge in there. Let's go to verse 23 quickly. Verse, 20, verse 23. Let's jump over to verse 23. And he laid his hands upon him and gave him a charge as the Lord commanded by the hand of him. Moses. Right away, Joshua was now deputized and authorized by God to be a leader. Because something God ordained in the natural was done. And it affected him in the spirit realm. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you and I are doing things for God, don't you think it's not making way for us spiritually? Every time you make your way to church, brothers and sisters, heaven takes account. Heaven takes note. Every time you come and you do what needs to be done in the house of the Lord to promote the cause of God, heaven takes count. Hmm? One day when you and I stand, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, don't turn there. Every man of everyone must stand before God at the judgment seat. One day when you kneel and the books are opened, and God began to recount every activity while you're on your face, you'll be saying, I wish I had done more. Yeah, because you'll be on your knees. 
You can't look up. It's blinding light. You get your head has got to be down. Nobody will be there but you and God. Oh, giving an account. Glory be to God. And why do you run your face? I say, God, that will not happen to me. No, I will never say if I had the chance, I would do more. Nope. Nope. I'm going to give it all. I'm going to do what? Give it, I'm giving it everything I got. Is there a song like that? I'm giving it. Uh, no. Okay. So there was a song like that. Oh, it's an R. Excuse me. Sorry about that. An R&B song. It's unsaved. Okay. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> this of you smiling that brought back some memories. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. So, brothers and sisters, <clears throat> let me look at my last exhibit to confirm that power and authority is transferred when there is a laying of hands. Amen. Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 to 4. And I have to make that point because, brothers and sisters, God is a... God is a God of order. And the more you understand that, it's the better things work out for you. Amen. The Bible says here, in Acts chapter 13, verses 2 to 4, And as they ministered to the Lord, that is, Paul, Paul, was, Paul had his encounter with God. He fell from his beast. God blinded. Three days, he couldn't see, didn't eat. Mm -hmm. And somebody said that he fasted. Paul didn't decide to fast. Amen. Now, if you get blinded on a horse, fell down, you didn't see anything. You heard a voice, scales grew on your eye. Tell me if you live for three days. No, no, that's the, no. Now, some people, folks live, that's a fast. Okay, that's a fast. <laughs> yes, that is, that, is, that is a reaction to pure shock. Especially when you think that you are doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. to, to think that man I thought I was on the side of God on, which, on whose side have I been I don't want to see food I need a word from the Lord <clears throat> and so the men three days didn't eat Ananias you know the story praise the Lord preached for a little while went back home for years and Paul, started, Paul tried to preach got stoned Amen? But, th th but this is what God was doing. God had already established an order in Jerusalem. Amen? An order of apostles. He had, he had established. And so Paul had to find himself under that order before he was released. It doesn't matter how gifted you are, saints. <laughs> you must follow God's ordained order. I, you know, let me say that in English. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. For those of you who are looking... Whom you thought you were called. Somebody told you on Facebook or you went down to Miami and somebody said you were called to be a preacher. Yes, maybe. But you need to come under God's order. You're looking at somebody who didn't know that and wasted time. If I knew that, I would find myself quickly under order and my life would be further. But I try to fight authority. Why? Because of ignorance. If you be, be careful with people, they'll pump you up. To the point where you get pride. You become proud. For what? 
Anyhow. So Paul finally brought himself into Jerusalem. Mm -hmm, and placed himself under the order of the apostles. They were all praying. The church was praying. And while they were praying and speaking in tongues, the Bible said, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me whom? Barnabas and Saul. His name what is what? The Holy Ghost did not even call him Paul then. They still called him Saul. <laughs> Saul for the work whereunto I have what? God finally called him to ministry. But it was years after, 12 or 13 years after, before after his encounter, he went back to his hometown of Cilicia and tried preaching. Yeah, he did a little something, or he did something over there and said, yeah, Paul, yeah, Paul. But never was he catapulted on a worldwide ministry until he went back to Jerusalem and submitted to the established order. And then what did they do to Paul? And, the, and what happened? Verse 3, and when they had fasted and prayed and did what? Let what? Authority and power finally transferred. The doctrine of the laying of hands. Simon's or something mm -hmm, transferred after the apostles laid hand. Something transferred here. Authority and power. Amen. On them and send them away. So they're being sent forth by the by whom were they sent? Verse 3, so they've been sent forth by whom? The Holy Ghost departed into and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. Finally, Paul was released into his ministry after they laid hands on him. Mm -hmm. They laid, last week we laid hands on these three young men. Their lives will never be the same again. Never be the same again laid hands their lives will never be the same again and i'm asking the parents to stay with them amen it's your time to mend keep what was deposited in them amen glory be to jesus we got to maintain it so brothers and sisters back to our text i want to show you quickly back to our text back to our text acts chapter 8 verse 18 was it or verse 19 verse 18 quickly acts 8 18 i'll bring it to a close Give me, give me 10 minutes. And when Simon saw that through laying of hands, the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Mm -hmm. Can you go to verse 19? Saying, give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay my hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Can you go to verse 20? Let's read verse 20. And But Peter said unto him, your money perish with you because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Peter. <laughs> Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. <laughs> For your heart is not right in the sight of God. Uh-huh. Verse 20. And what's happening there? Sis? What's, let me share this with you. Simon was a power broker. Simon knew of power, but it was of evil power. And maybe that's the way he got his power. He had to pay for it. A power broker. He knew power when he saw it. So when he saw power with an unrenewed mind, he thought the way to get it is the old way. Mm -hmm. With an unrenewed mind. Not having experienced sanctification. Uh -huh. Not having experienced 
Second Peter 3, 18, it says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He, he had not experienced that as yet. Amen. Just gotten saved. He hung around for a couple days, got excited. He saw power. He wanted it. It's not a bad thing to want power. Amen. But you need to know how to attain it. How many of you would agree that having power with God is important? Yeah, you, you need power with God in these last days to be able to, to, be able to speak to situations. Amen. When, when you have a, just, just demonic interference at the house, on the job, holding back your stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Sid? You need to have some power and authority to talk to that devil. Some people say, well, you cannot talk to the devil. Tell that to God. The Bible tells us in James chapter 4 verse 7. It says, you know what it says? Sanctify yourself unto God. And it says what? It says, you got to see that verse. You, you, you got to say, resist. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will what? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't resist, he's not living. Let me share with you. Don't you worry with these people. Who are trying to make Christianity something that is uh, so pretty. <laughs> you got to go down in the trenches and fight the good fight of faith. You got to face the devil and talk to situations. Are you with me? Talk to circumstances. Praise the Lord. You got to talk to your body. Talk to your organs. Talk to your mind. Talk to your blood. Don't, don't, leave, don't, leave, don't leave anything out. Don't leave anything out. Mr. Williams' testimony blessed me. Blessed me how he got, how he got delivered. Many you should put that, you should record that, send that to us. And let's, let's, uh, we'll transcribe that. Amen. Beautiful testimony how God entered. I know, I, I, I knew. Now hear me carefully. I know. I'm not telling you of somebody who told me. I know a young man who in Tallahassee, he got himself in trouble with the law. He was guilty as charged. You hear me? All the evidence stacked against him. And I went to see him. He was at, uh, he was at Leon County Jail. And uh, he came to me and he said, Pastor, God told me he's going to leave, deliver me. No, I, I, so I, I was quiet. He said, you're quiet. Because you see, I know the evidence. Here, they met him with a gun in his hands. You know what it is? 1020 life. You deserve And the man said to me, I went into solitary confinement for 40 days, fasted for 40 days. And he said, When I came out, God told me he's going to deliver me. And here am I, a pastor who should be saying, Yes, glory be to God. I know the system. And I'm quiet. I cannot rejoice with him. And he said, Pastor, you're not rejoicing with me. And hypocritically I did. I said, yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm being honest, hypocritically I did. And I left the jail and I said, God, how is it possible that you... I said, God, we, have the, we read the evidence. I went to the first uh, hearing at the court. And I know he was, uh, that was it. And the man kept, every time I go, he kept saying, Pastor, God told me he's going to deliver me. But I learned after that, I learned after that, never give up on God's word. When a man tells you he's got a word from God, 
Glory be. It doesn't matter how he may be, how down he may be, how low she may be. If she's got a word from God, you can't take it away. Because God is a God of a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance, a sixth chance, a seventh chance. God will make a way where there is faith. And the man, he told me, God told him just to be quiet. And the man, I looked at him, tears in my eyes. He's somebody I loved and somebody I knew. And he went to the courthouse. And he said to me, and he said, I just went to the courthouse. And he said, for four hours, I'm speaking in tongues. In silent, roka bahanduba. Serobo, and that's all. Then he said, sometimes the prosecuting attorney was winning. Then he said, my defense attorney came back. And he said, for four hours, they went back and forth. And then he said, finally, my defend, his defense attorney sat down and, and did this right here. And he said, God, now is the time to break through for me. And he said, he leaned and began. He said, he said, I zoomed out everybody in the courthouse. He said, I went before the judge of judges. And he said, I saw myself in God's presence saying, son, not guilty. And he said he came back to the courthouse finally. And what he heard was the gavel went down and said, not guilty. I was so ashamed. No, I was rejoiced. I rejoiced, but I was so ashamed when I came here. And I said, God, I'm so sorry. This is a new phase for me. I've never seen that. That was about 10, 15 years ago. Oh yes, now. It's different now. No, no, no. Now if you're all in, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. If you're all in, okay, I, I can believe with you now. If you say you got a word from God. That man never let up the word. And not only that, when he said, when he, said he had a word from God, when I went to see him, he was happy. How you pastor? He would give me five behind the glass, and that. I went there every other day, and he was dancing every because he got a word from God. It was finished, and he behaved like it was finished. I saw the manifestation. So you know when people say they get healed, uh-huh. they talk differently. Uh-huh. If they are, yeah. they don't wait for the manifestation. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you, some of you, I lost some of you. That's okay. Woo, <laughs> Ooh, God, I give you praise. That testimony I hadn't planned is not here, but I know some of some of us need to hear that. Amen. You need to hear that. You've been down. If you've been down for some time, don't you worry. All you need is a word from God. But, but, but know that, no, notice how he got the word from God. He went into solitary confinement for 40 days. Fasted for 40 days. At one meal or half a meal. The rest of the time was water he drank. That's, right. that's how you go for it. You see, you see, that's how you fight for it. You, you know, we, we want it however we want it. You know, when we want it. Yeah, you have to go get it. Yeah, you got to go get it. 
Yeah, you gotta go get it. And when you talk about sacrifice, it doesn't take all that. Yes, yeah, it doesn't take all that. Yes, it does. Oh, I see, it doesn't take all that. No wonder we are where we are. Uh-huh. You, you mean it takes all that? Yes. Tell that to God. When he looked at his son and he turned his back and his son said, Father! I'm a witness. Why have you forsaken me? Oh, it's going to cost you something. Uh, when you're ready for your healing and for your change, you'll get it. Yes, you will. You know, I can stand here and preach and shout and son, shout and glory, glory. But when you're ready, yeah, when you're ready, you'll get it. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.